So my good friend Andy Kurtz and I decided to do a packaging design podcast. Now it's different than other packaging podcasts that you hear because it's not specifically focused on the box it comes in, but all aspects and nuances of the packaging. We will discuss in every way that we can think of that best describes our experience with it, what we think is working or where things could have been improved. We will also talk about what is involved with owning a small firm and running the everyday ins and outs. And to let you in on a little secret, we really love what we fucking do. Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service CPG branding and packaging design agency. And Andy Kurtz is the founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, an agency that focuses on packaging and branding design for the specialty food and beverage space. Together, we are Kirk and Kurtz. This is the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. Kirk and Kurtz number 12. Don't be a Pantone in the butt. I'm Kirk Faisola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, and I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. And this is the Kirk and Kirk's Packaging Design Podcast. What's up, Andy? Not How you doing, much. Man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I, uh, doing what I told you earlier, like, you know, I had the migraine Monday and Tuesday, and I like, threw my back out Wednesday and Thursday, so just between the pain and the inability to focus, it's been a weird week but good times I, in, in other words good. <laughs> other than that how was the play mrs lincoln um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um no it's it's going okay other than that and i know that when i get on here it's always a good pick me up and re re-establishment of faith or a little what little faith i've had in, in the in the human race right now i think so. the kids call it good vibes Yes, there you go. There you go. Or as or as white racist would say, you're one of the good ones, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Happy Thursday, man. That's that's I will I, I might put that on LinkedIn as like uh some sort of uh endorsement. Said I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, sparkling review. Mm -hmm. How you doing, man? I'm good. You know, just again, another week, another dollar. Um, you know, just cranking along on stuff. And, uh, and we were just looking um, at the calendar, and I can't believe it's uh, almost February. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. No, just cruising along. Good. Okay. Well, because because I'd like to get more from you than good. How are you? <laughs> all right so, so you brought something to my attention this week for what we're going to talk about and it really kind of struck a chord in the important but frustrating category um recently adobe and pantone have decided to split ways and part paths and so illustrator and photoshop and all these different programs that people use for pantone colors which are very important we're going to talk about those in a second are no longer going to be accessible unless you have a plugin from Pantone. That's how I understand it. So Andy and I were talking about uh, being back in the day, portfolio reviews and yada yada, and, and also working with clients now and how important Pantone colors are. They are so important, but yet they're also so frustrating to work with sometimes. And until you really, even now, as I do understand them quite well, but until you really understand why they're needed, it's hard to convince clients as to the importance of them. Like 
make or break designs, make or break anything that you're trying to do through the indiscrepancies and, and inconsistencies in the work when it's finished. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Andy, what would you like to say about Pantones and how important they are? Yeah, no, I, um, they are the most important thing that I think just about every, especially new brand, um, has no idea about. And when you design something and you start to get into the weeds and trying to explain the importance of them, some clients are very receptive and they're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that from the, the printer or I'm somewhat familiar with it. And others are like, well, why can't we just pick a hex value? And it just goes like, we're looking at the color and this is it. And so I just, you know, I've spent some time trying to convey the importance of, um, of Pantone colors, specifying actual Pantone colors versus just, you know, randomly built CMYK colors. Sometimes, um, to a client. Yeah, and sometimes people will call them PMS colors, which probably isn't the best phrase since PMS isn't usually associated with, but it's Pantone matching system. So yeah, someone says, <laughs> someone says Pantone, it could also be PMS, it could also be other things, but Andy hit the nail on the head, man, um, with new brands, especially when they're saying, hey, I want a website color. It's like, that doesn't work that way for myriad reasons. The biggest being is the inconsistency between Colors of screens, like yeah. my my iPad will look different than my laptop, which will look different than a TV, which will look different than a monitor. So everything's gonna be different looking. And also it's not printed out. That's the other thing. Anytime something prints, you need to see the color after it's printed and it's dried and it's right in front of you. So which is great about having the Pantone colors is you know specifically what they are and the printer is able to order that color to get it specifically what you need in order to make it work. Um, and that's, and that's where the consistency target. comes. What, Andy? Yeah, you've given them a target right. to to measure their press um, to, even if they're running four color process and they're not doing spot color, they have a, they have, um, yes. you know, Pantone provides those builds as well. And it, and so now they have a guide, they have a map. Um, yeah, like computer monitors are lit from the back. Packaging from, la you know, last I saw is lit from the front. You know, like mm -hmm. there's no, there's no backlighting to, to most packaging. Right. So that's, that's one big thing. And, and that's why people are like, yeah, I'm looking at my screen and it just doesn't look right. And I'm like, yeah. because, because you have to have, you have to look at a swatch book and you have to be able to have that point of reference. Yes. For God's sake, please invest in the $150 or whatever it is to get a printed proof from your printer and the time it's going to take about two weeks maybe yes and in, in all in all do it yeah in all realness <laughs> or in all fairness um to oh, a couple things one clarify andy knows and i know that there are some pla pla packaging bottles and things of that nature that are clear and you can see them from the back when lit and they may have blah 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 so if you have a complaint about that then just kick rocks uh second in regards yeah. to seeing the build of colors and making sure that they're right and spot on a pantone's great but you should also have a chance if you can if you can you're close enough do a press check 
go on a yeah. press check with the printer. Every single printer, you say, hey, I want to do a press check on that. More, more than likely they will. I'm not sure about now with COVID, but even sh I'm yeah. sure they'll still do it. Um, so you can actually go to the press and you can make adjustments on the fly. The two biggest yeah. things you have to watch out for when doing press checks, one, your Pantone color, like you have a definite go by. The other is skin tone. Um, if you're so worried about looking at a color to make sure the color's right, you're gonna, and you have a person on the page, you need to make sure that that person looks as close to some type of actual skin tone, not George Hamilton tan, but like an actual skin tone. Uh, because if you don't, it's really gonna wreak havoc on when you're printing it because you'll have the color right, but then the person's gonna look pink and that's all people are gonna focus on, right? Yeah. So, but, but Andy's right, really get in there. Um, if you can order a press check, but the best thing you do is go in there and make sure that they're, they're running it with real time. And most designers will go with you on a press check because we're interested in seeing it too. Yeah, and we can, we have the wherewithal and sort of the 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 um, knowledge, technical ability, knowledge to. That's a big word. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, technability knowledge uh, to go in with the press person and, like you said, tweak the colors based on what our eye sees which is, can be intimidating, you know, like you, you've got this, like, I went on, when I worked at the Fresh Market, I went on a bunch of press checks for our holiday catalog. And those, it's printed at one of these like big web printers, you know, in Maine, where it was like, it's like this just crazy Rube Goldberg, like, do, 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 you know, just like sheets of paper, rolls of paper, all this machinery, two story, two, three stories, just all this stuff. And then a bunch of crusty um, press people. So, what, that, so for, just for reference, when you're listening, uh, right now, Andy just did the magical, like crazy ass majorette, uh, major, drum major in front of a band or a conductor in front of a band, waving his hands and whipping his hands all about. Think of this, when they show those old timey newspaper reels from, yes. from movies and just... And yeah. they're moving everywhere. That's pretty much That's a press. press. That, that it's on steroids times 50. It yeah. is, it is, it's such a cool thing to marvel. And most print companies will cool. give you a tour. If you're yeah. thinking about printing with them, even if you're not thinking about printing with them, just say you are. Just so you can get a good tour of how cool the yeah. press is. It's um, so fun. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's really neat to see, you know, all the different, like when you, if you're looking at a, at print specs or a dye line and they they say you know we can print up to six colors that means that that particular press has six stations that the press person is actually going in and actually going to each one so they set up you know spot color one here spot color two spot color three and so on and they're actually checking on each of those in like tweaking the the um the knobs and adding a little bit of color pigment here and there and they're actually you know while the whole job runs they're actually going in there and like messing with each one yes. and it's it's an art form i mean you know the 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 unsung heroes of every print project are the press people are the press people the offset press people um, yeah yeah it's it's insane dude like and i i don't know where you were going when you were talking about how grandiose and, and major that the the place is when you oh, walk in. I guess 
Uh, I was just, you know, I went up, you would, when I would go there, all this stuff's going on. You go into this small room, they have this, you know, really nice table with like the perfect lighting. And that's what you check your broadsheets on. And you, you, you know, you can sort of say like up this, uh, the cyan here, dial it back here, you know, and like, um, but it's intimidating because like, you know, like I said, like the, the, the setting is very insane. Then you have, then you need, you have like personalities with the press people because they are, you know, they can, they can be sort of rough and like you're <laughs> telling them to basically go back and fix this because I want to, because, you know, it looks pretty my way, you know, and like, and so it's like, you know, you get a lot of eye rolls, but not, not really. I mean, if you're reasonable, you know, they get it. Like, and that once you start like really dialing in and you're like, this looks a little blue, this is a little light, they respect that. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me go get to fix that. You know? And so like, um, they see it more as a, like a partnership, a collaboration. So, um, Absolutely. you know, that, that's a whole nother story of like being just good, uh, stewards yes. of projects and not being assholes but yeah um, yeah no dude, well, the thing is man most the way i've learned to, to talk to talk to pre-press people and press people is the same way i talk to everybody like mm -hmm. i'm always going to give everybody shit i'm if, if i'm not giving you shit there's a problem because i don't like you right um, yeah so I'll, I'll joke with the guys i'll ask them questions and i'll actually get involved in and want to know what they're doing because you can always learn something different every time because yeah. they are they are the masters of their domain and whatever they're yeah. doing. So they're going to yeah. be, they do it a lot more than you do because they're in there every day running mm -hmm. tens, hundreds of jobs. And so um, you should listen and defer to their judgment when, when th doing things most times, right? Yeah. The other thing too that that's really excruciatingly um, nerve wracking is the fact that you're going to be responsible for printing something. Now, we're not even going to get into the registration. We're not going to get into overruns and loops and things of that nature. All I'm saying is you need to make sure the color's right or else you're going to be running off 500,000 copies of something with the color wrong. So that's the other part where a Pantone book really comes in handy because you got to make sure. And usually at those light stations that Andy was mentioning, it's the closest thing to to natural light that you can get indoors, the bulb yep. or whatever it is. So you have the yep. Pantone swatch out and the swatch comes in either like a, for lack of a better term, a two by eight by two and a half little um, tab, hole punched cylindrical tab paper flattened together. How would you explain that? Much like a, um, what, a Swiss army knife or something kind of, right? Yeah. So it's like this yeah. thing, or they have a swatch book but either way, you have swatches on there and you have specific color names, whether it's coded, uncoded, metallic, CMYK mixed. Like there's so many different Pantone things, but they have a book for everything. You're able to pull out the book and look at the color that's just been printed off, hold it up next to it, make sure it's good, and then say yay or nay. And usually you can tell if there's too much blue or something like that. Like Andy and I have been doing it for so long, we can kind of guess, okay, like this, this is way too red. You know, it, it needs to be a little bit darker. So you think about ways to do it or tinting it. Um, but I remember the first time I used Pantone colors and I tried tinting the Pantone colors to go to a lighter color. Like I wanted to start really dark 
if I wanted to go to a blue, a light blue, mm -hmm. like, oh, that's one color. On my file, it only says the seven colors. Like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. Or I said, on my file, there's only two colors. Like, we don't know what you're talking about. This is a four color job. And I was, and I was like, what? Four colors, CMYK. Like, yeah. and that's, that's predominantly what most things are printed yeah. that aren't packaging are, right? So I didn't know what that was. I said, I have two colors, two PMS colors, two spot colors. Isn't that how it works? But what I had done on the fucking screen is taken like a color and started dark and then gone to the lightest color and used that as a base for the color. It was just, just this dumb, idiotic like thought that I had where I could get away with using only a certain amount of colors because it worked on my computer. The transition from digital to print is something that is definitely not attainable without Pantone colors. Like you need yeah. to have, you need to have a certainty. So that was my first horror story about using Pantone colors. <laughs> mine, it sucks, man. What about you? Mine is I worked at a print shop when I, um, my first job out of college and the, um, there was the, a woman who ran the presses there and I was sort of like, just like the jack of all trades. So like I would prepare, my, my job description was, you know, like prepare files for press or if someone comes in like a lawn service and they're like, we need a logo. I would just crank out a logo for business cards. Then I'd lay out the business cards. I'd put them however many up, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so it was like a week or so into my job there and, um, she comes, we have these job trays, you know, with all the, you know, work orders and all that kind of stuff, proofs and stuff in there. She comes in and this was before, like, we actually got to know each other. And I just knew her as like the scary person who runs the press, you know, cause she's very gruff and she'd go out and smoke then she'd go back in and run the press and then she'd go out and smoke and didn't really interact with her in that first week. Right. And, um, and I'm sitting there, you know, like tooling away, like get my desk in place, you know, like it's a weekend. I'm like, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah, this is fun. And I, <laughs> my back was to the door from, you know, where she would come in and out and she comes in and I'm like, oh, there goes, um, the, uh, there she goes to go smoke cigarettes or whatever. And, <laughs> and she throws one of the trays at me and doesn't hit me. She just throws it and it sort of like skitters across my desk. And she's like, she's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, it's a new design that I made. And, you know, like try to like articulate. And she's like, no, 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 no. What fucking color is that? And I was like, I don't know. It's, it was in, in InDesign. I made it. And she was like, what's the Pantone color? The PMS color. And I was like, the what? And she was like, and she just was like, uh, and she just walked off <laughs> and and i was like what just happened like <laughs> this is is she is this on press like what what is what and so i went out and i talked to the owners and i was like so and so so and so what you know i just she just threw this at me she like i don't know what to do like what is it what is a pantone and they were like then they you know we all laughed about it and stuff and and realized, I mean, it was just a green. It was like a, it was like a forest green. So I was able to easily find it right. and sort of like very quickly, like it was a one color job. It was a business card. So, it, you know, it, it all was fine. 
So it wasn't like a super complicated job, but I was like, wow, there's a whole world yes. of not of, of like technical stuff that I just was not exposed to at school. And then like, we got into like separations. And once wow. we got over that, she like really, she'd sit down with me and we'd go through, this is uncoded, this is coded, this is math, this is, you know, and like we, we went through all that stuff and why would you would choose this and why you choose that. And this is the type of paper and paper stocks, which is a whole nother thing. And like, it was just a great education um, that I got to have, but like that, like sort of like butt clenching um, experience was, cause I, I thought I was like getting in, you know, like a weekend, I was like, yeah, I've designed a couple things. I'm like figuring it out. got some trifold brochures under my belt. Cause they also had like a little digital press <laughs> and, and it was just like, and I was like, wow, that was very humbling. Um, and I've never forgotten that. And try to impress that upon folks. Um, Cause yeah, like my friends who went off to like work at like either at agencies or whatever, they still weren't being exposed to these things. And I was like, oh, you know, are you setting up color separations? And do you know, or they'd call me and they'd be like, what's, what's a color set? The, the, the press, um, you know, the printer is telling me I need to submit color sets. What is that? And I'm like, well, you have to actually like, separate the color like if it's a, like a t-shirt you, know, yeah. right. you know yeah and the layers um so that they know this color prints here so yeah anyways um so yeah it just was stuff that we just weren't exposed to in in college um and uh but yeah like the the thing that i struggled with this uh client trying to explain to them was the differences between uh a spot color and then when it translates into a four color process so pantone has their color bridge system which if you have the swatch book the color bridge swatch book it has the spot they're really great it has yeah. a spot color on one side mm -hmm. and it has the cmyk build on the other side mm -hmm. same color name or, or number but it's but they're two different things some colors you can't even tell a difference like um certain blues and um and reds and things like purples right. but yellows forget about it like yeah. we'll never get a bright yellow in four color process yeah. i mean other than like 100 percent why you know which even even cool. that even that it's not going to be as bright as like a, a spot color they can make yeah they make, but it, they make fluorescent mm. spot colors now like yeah and so like it was hard for me to to ex i was trying to explain to them and show them because they were like well why can't we just pick uh, you know, they, they wanted this particular um, yellow. And I said, if you pick that, it's going to flatten out because you're printing four color process. And so you're, you're looking, your reference and what you're looking at on screen is, you know, and I was able to show them on, on Zoom is this column. And then what you're going to actually print is on this column, you know, and right next to it. And they could see it. They could see, oh, wow, that is going to just muddies it up because it's, right pure versus four color process four yeah. colors into it um but yeah it was just it was very so we had to take a step back and i actually had to present to them multiple four color builds that they could then take to their printer and, and 
and say these are these are roughly going to print close to because their point of reference were these illustrations on their packaging that had already printed. So what I did was I held my swatch book up to the existing packaging and just sort of found some selections for them. Like this is a yellow that's pretty close or this is a red that's pretty close. Um, and obviously that's what, uh, I'm not tooting my own horn because you do this too, but like that's what a good designer is going to do right. is going to be able to have their swatch book and compare to your existing packaging and get you reset up because their original files were all over the place. There were spot colors, there was uncoated spot colors, even though they were printing on gloss stock, coated stock. Um, it was just, it was just a mess. And I just, there, there's something to be said about also keeping your files clean and cleaning up swatches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're going to production. Um, it's yeah. nice that. Okay. So two things. One, I think that every designer should have a chance, especially if they plan on doing any print whatsoever, they should work or be around a print press for at least a week yes. or a weekend. Yeah. And I, I think that would be so vital just to the education because you're not taught that in school at yeah. all. You're never taught that. Um, I did not know the the craziness entailed like what we were just talking about about printing something. So that's that's super super crazy. Um, the other thing is when I was non sequitur, but it just reminds me of color. When I was first starting to um, date my ex, I found out about design and I started getting familiar with it. And I would stop into where my father outlaw would work and. We would go to lunch or whatever, but there was this guy that worked there and his name was Dave Fish. And Dave Fish was the king of color. Like this dude could like look at a color and be like, yeah, that's around this color, like in this branch of the Pantone book. He could tell you like the Pantone colors, but he could also look at a color and be like, yeah, that needs three, three less cyan and two yellow. Wow. Yeah, and he, yeah. he, could, he could do that because he had been doing it for so long. Yeah. And when you think about people who know color that well, uh, it's it's really telling when you find somebody who doesn't understand that I that ideals. It's just like these two totally opposite ends of the spectrum that are really just just dumbfounding. Like, how do people not know about print? But none of us knew about it when we first got out of school. Like, we didn't know about how to to do the colors because most of the things that people do now are digital anyway. There's not a lot of offset printing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're pr printing business cards, it's just digital, and digital is done basically. They have a go by and they print it out. That's it. You're not going to, it's like printing off a really, really nice inkjet for lack of a better, <laughs> for better the word. Technology, the technology is ridiculous now. Yes. You know, like most, any printer worth their weight has a, the, it's a, the leader is HP Indigo press and it can do, I mean, it can pretty much, I don't know what the percentage is, but get very close to spot color printing which is amazing for yeah. small runs yeah. and, and it's opened up a ton, like with flexible packaging and just any, any kind of, it's just opened up a whole world for brands that do small runs because they're testing out stuff or, um, you know, they don't, they can't afford, you know, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 cartons or whatever. Um, but yeah, like digital printing has, even in the time frame of, and they had a digital press at the print shop that I worked at. 
but that the technology has advanced so much, it's crazy. Um, but but people still will run off. Um, I just set up a a um, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a um, casing for a, a log of butter, <laughs> and I just set up the artwork for that. And it they, they could do up to four color, but I was able to whittle it down to three. Um, and uh, it's going to print in Germany, and it had like. You, well, I actually, no, it is four color because they have a white layer and then the three brand colors. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, again, like even today, you know, there's still plenty of examples of doing uh, offset printing or whatever kind of system they're using to print on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like you said, it's a, I spent almost two years doing it and it just was like, I loved it. I love the smell of the press. Yeah. I love seeing the plates being made. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's a cool thing. Like each color has its own plate. Mm -hmm. So like you look at a plate and it's just like one part of the design. Yeah. But when you put all the plates together, it makes the design and it's really neat to see how it comes together. Um, I loved it. I loved when we would run really complicated business cards and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And just the, and, and like, I would just sit and, and eat my lunch and watch the, um, um, her name was Kristen, just, you know, just like all over the place, like checking stuff and dialing in stuff and then getting stuff set up. It was real. And then like taking stacks of paper off and then, oh, and then the cutter, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. We'll get Let's do a podcast on, on printing and pre-press. Um, oh yeah. 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 I, think, I think that that, that really needs to be explained in order to even yeah. reemphasize this idea of PMS colors. Yeah. Uh, PMS colors. Yeah. Pantone yeah. matching swatch. Pantone book. Buy one. Invest in one if you want to do any type of tall you designers out there. If you do any printing, just invest in one. It's worth it. Um, and also, oftentimes, like I found this problem is in Illustrator. Don't even have the colors updated, or you can't update the colors, so the color won't be in there. And so when you go to look at it in your little swatch book and you type in the color, it's like, okay, it's not here. Make a notation of that when doing your file, like, hey, this is Pantone color, blah, blah, blah. Uh, please use Pantone color, blah, blah, to, to print this or whatever. And then label, label the layer or yep. whatever, label that file, that color. Um, that way people will know also. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's sometimes like, I just trip out thinking like when I, I get almost overwhelmed seeing all the different variances and colors. And it's like, oh, this one kind of looks like this. And you compare the two and it's like, oh no, there is a difference. There's a slight difference. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun. It's it's a fun process. And it's a very important and vital process to maintain consistency for your brand. If you're printing yeah. something, you want your brand to be consistent because when you pick up something, and I know you do this, Andy. If I pick up something and I'm like, oh, this is, this is a different color than it was before. And I'll, then the search starts like, I know this was different. You're looking and you're seeing the different yeah. colors and it might be a shade or hue off and it might be just us geeks noticing, but it's just one of those things that really helps establish your brand prominence, your brand recognition, and also your brand reputation and um, consistency. So keep those yeah. things in mind. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, um, even as a brand owner, it's, it's, you should invest the however much 
it is to buy a swatch book and you yes. don't have to get the whole library but right. just have it for reference because it is vital in understanding how you're especially if you're printing products your, your products are in printed materials if you're just a digital company then yeah what you what you're looking at on your screen is pretty much what you're gonna see but if you're printing anything get get one because it it gives you an understanding and it gives you a new vocabulary to communicate with your designers yeah it's we'll appreciate it yeah yeah um i would like to yeah i mean there's so much stuff to talk about even just thinking about print versus mobile and hierarchy and signs and then print versus mobile or digital with actual print presses and all these different things that you you're talking about it just brings up these other ideas right now that would be great to talk about in a different podcast yeah so stay yeah. tuned peoples we're, gonna we're, we're just getting started <laughs> more fun and more thrills uh, yeah no this is this is great man you know as always i i appreciate talking to you brother oh you uh, bet and it's super fun always. and did you want to add anything before we closed no, I'm, I've I've talked my little heart out. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm Kirk Vaisola. I'm the founder and creative director. Let me say that again. <clears throat> Words. I'm Kirk Vaisola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, and I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative and hey. a PMS color aficionado. <laughs> and you just listened to the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll, we'll speak to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.